This is episode 163 of the Fearless Launching Show. Today, we're going to talk about 2018 and how to set your new year up for success and fulfillment. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done for you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. Hey, welcome back. We've got only one more episode of 2017. And I figured, you know, today would be a great day to just jump in. Oh my gosh, no, we have two more weeks as of this recording. But hey, if you're listening to this on New Year's Eve, perhaps this is your last episode you're going to listen to. Anyway, so 2017 has been a doozy of a year for a lot of us. I know it has for me. On the personal level, my family, we've had a lot of moving going on. As many of you know, we went from living in the burbs of Seattle, actually north of Seattle, to moving back to Los Angeles. We are in the heart of the San Fernando Valley in Studio City. And honestly, even though it was an amazing kind of experience getting back here, and it's actually been being been amazing being back here, especially because this place is very close to my heart. I'm living in a neighborhood that isn't so far from, I, I mean, I'm constantly looking around going, oh my God, I remember that place. I remember that place. I remember that place. And honestly, it's because I haven't lived in this area for quite some time, even though I, when I was living in Los Angeles before, we lived in a totally different area. So it's definitely been like a decade since I've been back here. Um, anyway, so even though it has been great being back, I'm, I'm not going to lie that six years in Seattle really changed me. Uh, so much so that coming back to my old stomping grounds, well, it's been a bit of a culture shock. So I've, I've struggled this this fall, especially with getting back into the mode of launching and keeping myself productive and keeping myself doing the right things at the right time, finding myself very distracted. I finally got a handle on that. All it took was a good launch to get me back on track because you kind of can't go off the rails when you're launching. You've got to stay focused. So launching really brought me back to center. But it hasn't been just this culture shock for me. It's actually been for everybody in my family, my daughter, my husband, um, it's definitely been an adjustment coming here after living in Seattle, which really, I never kind of realized how different the places are. And the last home that we lived in was in a very suburban, actually kind of rural area, which is really crazy coming here now. Um, 
and watching my daughter go to school and in a totally different environment. So it's definitely been been a lot of shifts this year just on that level. In my business, I've worked on projects and it's also it's a doozy in a good way because I've just done a lot of different things. So I've worked on projects and with people that I never expected to work with and people in different ways than I could have ever expected. But actually, now when I'm looking back, I think, wow, that actually feels quite natural. And so even though in a lot of ways I've been experimenting all year long, I have felt more relaxed, more calm as far as my business goes and more grounded in terms of what I'm doing. I feel like I, I'm more... Uh, I guess, closely in tune with you and with the people who are in Fearless Launching, I feel like I've been able to dive back in and kind of renew some of the relationships that I had, that I had kind of let slide a little bit for a few years. So some of the things that I've been experimenting with, though, so experimentation really has been the overall overarching theme one, I consulted on a big launch at the beginning of the year. It wasn't in a launch manager role, which was totally different. And it was amazing and different on so many levels. I'm not going to get into that today, but just know that when you work with someone in a way that you didn't expect that you could have value or share value, it just opens up different things and the knowledge about yourself and knowledge about what you can give to people in terms of value that has changed and morphed and grown in so many really interesting ways this year. Uh, number two, I stepped back from the fearless launching course for most of the year. I We did do some internal rounds of the program, but honestly, right now we're figuring out what's next. Uh, and if you at all were paying attention during the recent launch, you know that I don't have plans to release the, I don't have plans to go through the program live for quite some time. And in fact, I think the only way now I'm looking forward at my year ahead and right now, but the only way to really get into the program to be part of the community is if I offer it as a bonus for an affiliate promotion I might be doing. So there is one, but I haven't actually announced it yet, even though they're officially open today. So if you are thinking about joining the 90-day year, definitely reach out to me because I'll tell you what's happening with that and why Fearless Launching has anything to do with it. Um, I also created a brand new program, which many of you don't even know about because it was something I did during the summer. There were a core group of beta members who had to make a video, uh, fill out an application, go through a whole selection process. And we've gone through, we went through the material mostly in June, July, and August. We're now seeing each other in January, which I'm super excited about. But this brand new signature program, even that is different from what I thought it was going to be. It is not going to be just an online course. It's going to be a small group coaching program. So again, a new format, a new way of delivering value to you. Um, I also worked with a longer term client to help them map out what their launch was going to be and also how to improve their product. And we're right now, we're in this massive movement right now, literally today, uh, 
and this whole week, and we're trying to kind of really lock things down before everybody goes off for the holidays. But really, my role has been more of a product manager. So a product manager in the software world is the person who's looking at all the features, what's in the program, how do we make it better, what needs to change, what can stay the same. And my main directive really has been either making the suggestions for making the plan for figuring out how we're going to actually improve the actual content program overall experience. So that's been amazing. Uh, Done various tech experiments, as I'm sure many of you have with evergreen webinars, created new free content. There's been at least one totally brand new webinar, new resource guides, updated existing free content as much as I could, hired hired a podcast editor, hired multiple different people to do different things for me. Um, I tried new tech platforms, Access Ally is what I've been using all year long to house all of my programs and ConvertKit, SamCart. Next on my list to really dive into is Kajabi. And uh, thanks to James Wedmore for that reference and referral to push, push me in that direction. Um, Like I said, I worked with new people, hired out on different fronts all over the place, and planned a live retreat for January, which that's one of my new things. So when I look at all that stuff, and I I think that part of this process today is you acknowledging what happened this year. So we're going to get to that in a little bit, because now it's time for me to think, well, what's really going to happen? What's up for 2018? And here's where you get to play along with me. So over the next two weeks, I'm personally diving into each of these experiments above things that I've done, things that I've tried, things that I mentioned above, and also the things that I haven't mentioned, because there's plenty of those things, but we don't have all day to sit here uh, and go through all the things Anne has done. It's more important for you to think about the, the big things that you've done, or the things that you've tried, and did they work and did they not? so that we can make our plans for 2018. Now, I already have some things on my calendar, so I'm not going to lie about that. And this is actually part of the process that I think I've, I think that was like the first step in the process that I shared, usually do a yearly planning masterclass, but I didn't do one this year. Um, I'll share more about that later. But the first thing I do like to do is if I know any dates, I just pop them on the calendar just so that they're there they're in my brain. And then I start to let my other ideas about what I really want to achieve and do, I like to let those ideas marinate. Um, As much as I'd love to be planned out for 2018 by October 31st, the year before, it ain't going to happen. And I don't think it's really that realistic or I don't really think it's healthy to try to do that so far in advance because between October 31st and even the, the end of the year, you could make some headway on a project that you didn't even think you could. So here's my process for evaluating this year and then also making making a plan for those next steps. So this is a mix of a few different methods I've learned from mentors, teachers over the years. I'm going to list some of those teachers below, those mentors, resources below. I think I've mentioned a few of them already, but I'm going to re-mention them officially as the people who've given me that insight 
into how to make changes, how to take action, how to how to know where I'm headed. I get very, very cagey when I start using, what are my goals for 2018? No, where am I headed? What's my vision? That's usually what I where I go. Which brings us to, let's see, how many steps are we going to go through today? We're going to go through six steps, okay? And then I'm going to give you a few suggestions for what to do after that. So as we're going through these, feel free to pause and just do some reflection time for yourself. I feel like that's what I did as I was writing out the outline for for today because I thought, you know, I should probably also do some journaling as I'm doing this episode so that I don't lose anything that might come up as a result of me even sharing this process with you. Okay, so number one, remind yourself, okay, what is your big vision? What were you trying to achieve this year? Did things turn out the way you wanted? Did you really enjoy whatever that that new program you created or maybe working with that client you thought you wanted that you finally got? Or are you happy about where you're at right now? Did something unexpected happen that changed your vision? Take a few minutes now to just really just journal a little bit about your vision, what happened this year, if something changed, if something shifted. And of course, you can go back and ask these to yourself later. Maybe just write a few things down now that come to your mind. But remind yourself before you go into the numbers and evaluating what happened this year, what's your big vision? Because if you just go straight to the numbers, you're bound to be like, you won't have any context. You won't have any lens to look at those numbers through. Okay. Also, I wanted to make sure I reminded you or recommended to you actually to go to this great guide that Amy Porterfield created last year, actually probably about one year ago. No, we did it in November last year. We did an episode together about how to plan your promotional calendar like a boss. And she had a really great guide she created, which asks a lot of these questions that we're going to go through today. But definitely download that and I will link that in the show notes, which will be over at annsamoylov.com forward slash 163. So once you take some time, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to take an hour, you don't have to take two hours, you can take five minutes if you want to. But really think about what it is that you, what's your big vision now? And maybe what were you trying to achieve this year? Because if it changed, that's important information too. Like, why did it change? So number two, the numbers and the data. This is simple. This is simple, but it's hard at the same time because going through and looking at your numbers is a, is a very, it just, uh, it's a sobering task. It really helps you get real. No more, no more daydreaming about what you think your business is. When you look at the numbers, they can tell you a lot. So go through and look at anything that has numbers associated with it or data. So you, you can look in your Google Analytics at your traffic, at maybe which sources of traffic brought you the most people. 
So maybe you have a ton, you thought everybody was coming from Twitter and they actually came from Facebook or maybe from Instagram or from some other place. So look at the number of leads that were brought in to your business by your main lead magnet. You can look at your growth on social media platforms. You can look at how much did your list grow in general. So some of the tools, I mean, honestly, any tool that you would use, Google Analytics, your email service provider always has insights into number of people on your list, number of people that open, your click-through rates. You can, you can find a lot of information in there and you should get really comfortable looking at it. You can also look at your Facebook insights. Instagram also has an insights section. Uh, two other tools that I use to look at my social media performance are Meet Edgar and CoSchedule. But again, you can always look at Google Analytics and depending on how you create your links for when you're doing tweets and Facebook messages and whatever, whatever places you're promoting your stuff, even a link that you might put in an email, if you create those links using something called the Google URL Builder, you can then actually get more data on those later. Now, if you don't have that set up and you're like, uh, what are you talking about, Ann? Just don't worry about it. I'm going to actually put, I'm going to make a note to myself to put a, an episode, no, a blog post that was written by someone on the blog. It was a guest, guest blog person. Um, and I think that you'll get You'll get all those details in that because I can't even, I can't even spit it back out to you. I'm already stammering just saying it. But needless to say, you can get some information from all these, even if you don't have anything fancy set up. Okay, number three, once you've got some semblance of data in front of you, and maybe you just make a spreadsheet, maybe you just make a list of all the things that you want numbers for, and then you have those numbers written down. Ask yourself, what do those numbers mean? Okay, what's more important than the numbers is to ask, okay, I did all this work on that webinar, it took me three weeks to prep for, and then only X number of people ended up signing up and ended up showing up and ended up buying from that webinar. But then later I did this Facebook Live and instead, which that only took me like a day to create graphics and another day to create the content because I didn't use slides for it. And most people actually came through that Facebook Live. So this is why numbers are really important to know. And often you do need to set those up in advance. I'm also thinking like if you're in fearless launching right now, and I, I don't mean to push aside anybody who's not in that program, but if you are in the program, there is a bonus interview that I did with Karen Sargent, who talks about what those things are that you need to set up in advance in order to have data and numbers to look at. Obviously, it's easier for people who have a numbers person on their team. But still, I think that there are some really super simple ways that you can set yourself up. So like if you're going through all this, and you're thinking, I don't even know what these numbers are, I don't even know what numbers I need. That's okay. I'm going to give you that blog post that I told you about, the guest guest author who's on the site. And then if you're in Fearless Launching, make sure you go to those community experts for interviews because you'll find Karen's interview in there. 
Now, number four, what needs to go? So this is something I always ask at the end of the year. I say, you know, I'm going to look at my tech, my tools, my systems, my website, my products. I even looked at this podcast to say, okay, what is, is this giving me the exchange of value I want from it or not? Is it worth it to go and do another year or continue with the podcast? Does it need to change drastically or do I need to just start a brand new one? Yeah, I asked myself that about this podcast, even though I hear from you guys regularly and I love that, but I can't help but have to ask that. Is it helping me reach whatever or helping me feel there? there's some sort of exchange of value going on, um, whether it's me being able to help you and then you saying, yeah, that helped me. Sometimes that's all I need. It doesn't mean that I need... Um, that every single podcast brings in X number of dollars. Though that would be nice to know that. I don't know that. But I definitely want to feel the growth. I want to feel that we're doing better in the number of people that we're reaching. And I want to feel like the quality is getting better. And I want to feel that we're reaching you with the content that you want. And I'm always looking for growth and I'm always looking for progress. There's a quote, and I don't think it's Tony Robbins, but it could be, uh, we're either growing or dying when it comes to making progress. And I think that progress is something that I love. Progress just makes me so happy uh, more than anything else, more than like a milestone achievement. I've had milestone achievements. I can get to the finish line. What I want to know is, did I grow? So number five, we've got two more to go through. This shouldn't be that long, but I'm going to give you a few resources after this. So hang tight. So once you've asked what needs to go, then ask yourself what needs more attention. You likely know where you can get better, but if not, go through each place you're producing work for, go through each of those experiments maybe you're doing in your own business and Maybe just look at the stuff that you've been been doing, even if it's not new, to move your business forward. And I bet you there's a list of things you can do better for each of those things. Like once you get rid of the get rid of list, then if you look at the stuff that's left, say, how can I make these better? Which one of these things needs most of my attention? For example, again, this podcast, I wanted to improve the quality this year, so I hired an editor to help me, and they really helped me on many levels, not just the quality, but it helped me get on a schedule for delivering content. So this coming year, I'm making even more improvements to the podcast and more changes, and you'll likely see those because I'll tell you what they are. Um, uh, what I'm trying to do because I'm going to need your feedback. Um, another example of this, what needs my attention or what needs more attention might be if you have a course, an online course or a product and want to move it to a new platform, whatever it is, you are likely going to have a, a list of things that you need for that main thing that you really want to make better during the year. And I think every quarter, every 90 days or so, you should look at one core piece of your business or a product or usually, you know, improving on your product, improving on a system to get your product to more people. That's where you're going to have more bang for your buck and for the time that you spend on it.
Okay, so number six, what are some big moves you want to make? So these are moves, changes, new projects, things you want to take on. And these are ones that might seem crazy or different or unexpected to everybody outside your head. Um, but maybe they've been in the back of your mind. Maybe they've been on the back burner forever because they don't fit with your brand. They don't fit with your business. They're, they're not what people expect from you. I say those are the things that you want to pay attention to. Just like when in Fearless Launching, when we're talking about um, really getting to the core of what people want and what people are dreaming about, when you're interviewing your ideal customers and those people who are maybe in your programs or on your list, when you hear them say, this might seem crazy, but, and I've, I think I've heard Marie Forleo say this as well, like when you hear people, that's where you want to pay attention. So if you pay attention to that with your customers and your audience, pay attention to it in yourself. This might seem crazy, but guys, I want to do live events this year. This might seem crazy, but I really want to get better at hiring and onboarding people who are working with me. This might seem crazy, but I really want to start speaking at live events, even though I come across as such an introvert. And this might seem crazy, but I really want to write a book. <laughs> so those are my this might seem crazy. So, okay, so why am I calling myself? You know what, before we get into that, let me just recap these six things that you can start doing. And I'm going to give you some resources. This this is kind of just like the first step to really setting yourself up for the new year. Um, the thing that all of these six things have in common are that they're questions. They're full of questions you ask yourself. That's how to be more fulfilled is to keep asking yourself questions. Even if you don't have the answers, keep asking. So number one, remind yourself about what, what your vi big vision is, whether it's changed or not. Number two, go through the numbers and data with all the tools and all the platforms and all the things that we're doing online. There's data for each and every activity that you are doing with your business. Number three, ask yourself, what do these numbers mean? really dive into that. You might need help for that part. You might need help for both those parts. Now, number four is what needs to go. Pick the things that no longer serve you, your business. Maybe they're just, they're just a deduction that happens in your PayPal every single month and you're not even sure what they are. So go through those and really get rid of the things that aren't needed. Number five, ask yourself what needs more attention, specifically when it comes to your most important activities, the ones that are bringing you the most fulfillment, the most, um, the most results, really. And then what are some big moves you want to make this year, even if they don't seem like they fit your business or you or your personal life? All right. So why am I calling myself the George Costanza of goal setting this year? This is like this weird, I have these weird, the thing you don't know about me, well, now you do, 
is that I make up these weird, convoluted, kind of confusing jokes to myself all the time. And this is one of them. I love George Costanza. And there's one episode of Seinfeld. And there's a child crying outside. Oh, that just breaks my heart. Um, So George Costanza started doing everything. I'm just going to do everything opposite. And so he did everything the opposite of what he normally did it because what he was doing wasn't working. So he just did the opposite. So I'm purposely doing things different this year. I'm questioning everything, especially the stuff that I haven't changed in a while that I feel bad for even looking at because I feel like I should be using them or doing them. And so I want to say if you don't or if you see me doing something different, looking different even, maybe even offering different things in 2018, don't be surprised because I'm trying. That's that's on purpose. Okay. So if you'd like to dive in and map out your year, you can also go over to my website. Listen, I normally do, like I said, I do this year end planning session, but this year I decided not to. That goes along with my whole, I'm already starting the George Costanza thing this year. Anyways, I've updated my plan with me masterclass for, and it's not for a specific launch. It's for your entire promotional calendar. And I've updated that masterclass with all the new materials and a fun planner for 2018. So you can click over, check it out if you'd like to grab it this week and get started. All right, that is it, my friends. I hope you have a lovely rest of your week. Uh, If you've got kids, then you're likely counting down to when they're off school for a couple of weeks. And I just want to say, mine's off for three weeks. So that's happening. All right, my friends. I will be in touch very soon and there will be a fun episode coming to you next Thursday with voices from inside this very audience with the biggest launch lessons of 2017. If you haven't sent me your biggest launch lesson, hey, there's still time to get into this episode. All you have to do is email me at ann at ansamoylove.com. And we'll see if we can pop you in there. There might be time. All right. Have a great rest of your week. And I will see you then. 